Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello, everyone. It is July 18th, 2016, and you are listening to Locked On Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the editor of Orlando Magic Daily, and a happy Monday to everyone. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Uh, we posted some doozies over the weekend, and so I'll be uh, commenting and talking a little bit about some of the things that we wrote uh, as now the season turns away from Summer League and toward USA Basketball and some of the other things. Uh, I just want to remind everyone before we get on the show, you can now find us on iTunes, search us on Locked on Magic, subscribe to us there, leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Uh, I know there's a lot going on, lot going on, so you can get us now downloaded directly to your iPhone listening device, whatever it is, as long as it has iTunes, you can get us there. If you can't find us there, you can always find us on Audioboom. And yes, by popular demand, uh, I have submitted an application to join Stitcher, and so I will let you know uh, as soon as I do about uh, possibly being available on Stitcher as well. So keep an eye on that. Uh, I'm sure I'll be continuing to put reminders out uh, as the week goes on and as we dive into this kind of quiet time of the season. Uh, on today's show, I'm going to talk about one of the big articles that we wrote on the site this weekend. Uh, yesterday, uh, our Ryan Doyle wrote an article looking at various Nikola Vucevic trade ideas, and, and I'll caveat that but uh, in, in our larger discussion, but there, there are some trade ideas out there, and so we, we broke them down and analyzed what the trade market is for Nikola Vucevic at the moment. And then I also wrote a quick article about uh, the importance of DJ Augustin, kind of a signing that's gotten lost in the shuffle as far as what he brings to the team and his importance. And so I'll address him a little bit today too. But first, I do want to make sure that we mention and and talk at least a little bit about what's going to happen this week. Uh, USA national basketball, the national team is training in Las Vegas this week. And that means we will get a bit of news about Aaron Gordon. Uh, as we've written and talked about a lot on this show, Aaron Gordon has a big summer ahead of him, or he's midway through probably one of the biggest summers of his career. Uh, we saw the leap that he took last year before Summer League, and then the jaw injury really kind of put a pause on all that and, and, and had him step back. Uh, it, 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 was, it, it was a really big hindrance to him, and injuries have really affected his career in a major way, and it's, it's pretty amazing. You think about his two-year career; he broke it. He, he he fractured his foot uh, very early in his first season and missed, I think, something like 50 games. Uh, and, and so his rookie season was a complete wash. He comes into summer league, was he played what two, three games in that summer league? Was clearly the best player in the Orlando summer league last year, uh, and seemed set for a big year. And then he breaks his jaw in late July. And is no as is pretty is done for the summer. He wasn't ready to play when training camp opened, uh, and so we don't really know what a full summer of development looks like for Aaron Gordon. And we've seen him around a little bit. Um, you know, we've talked about him obviously a little bit on the show, but he had his dunk fest in L.A. He's you know kind of been all over the place in the in the San, in the in the Bay Area in the San Jose area where he's from. 
Uh, he was in the San Francisco Pro-Am, put on that nice dunk. You know, he had the, the camp, and at one of the camps, he crossed up a kid. And, like, that's, that's the stuff we see. Uh, and, you know, he's healthy, so he's doing all that stuff. But the things that we don't see are going to be the key for Aaron. And, you know, he said, I mean, if, if you, I posted this to Facebook, I believe, and I believe you can, I'm sure you can find it there. But, you know, he said the big thing he's working on is his shooting. And he knows that Frank Vogel wants to kind of use him as a point forward. He envisions him grabbing rebounds and just shooting out on the break and, you know, being able to handle the ball a little bit in transition. Uh, it, you know, these are all good thoughts. These are all good ideas and, and certainly things that, that Aaron is capable of performing. Now, we don't know if he's actually done any of this. We don't know if he's actually improved any of this. And that's what makes this coming week, for at least fans, for at least people who are observing the team and want to know what's going on, that might make this week's, this week, this upcoming week, the most important week for understanding exactly what the Magic have in Aaron Gordon. The uh, U.S. National Select Team is, of course, the, the group of young players that the U.S. team brings into their system and just wants to check their progress, kind of keep them around, you know, for potential call-up in the future to the national team. This is where many of the national team players started uh, during this new program. Uh, I mean, you, you remember, you know, the, the, the national teams always use kind of up-and-coming players to train against. Um, the, the famous game with the Dream Team where the, where the select team beat them, those were all undraft, you know, the guys that were coming into the draft. Those Penny Hardaway, Chris Webber, like those guys. That's essentially the idea behind this team. Uh, Aaron Gordon will be among many promising young players, and, and he probably won't be the best, you know, won't even be the best, but he'll be, he'll be up there. Just, just there to challenge and compete against the national team and prepare them for the Olympics. This is where a few years ago you heard Victor Oladipo and Tobias Harris talk about being better leaders and, and being around some of the best players in the game and understanding what it took for them or what, uh, what you know, kind of experience they have, how they go about their games. Like this is, this is a big week for Aaron to kind of gain all that, but also to show what he can do, to show his improvement because he's going to be out there doing drills. He's going to be out there playing in scrimmages against the Olympic team. And he's going to have the opportunity to test a lot of the skills he's tried to gain and a lot of the skills he's tried to develop this year against the very best in the league. And I think that is why this national select team training is such a big deal for Aaron Gordon. And I don't, you know, it, it's not clear how much we'll get to the media. But don't, it wouldn't surprise me if we hear a few stray thoughts saying, you know, someone asking who looks, who looks the best. It wouldn't surprise me to see People say, you know, Aaron Gordon's really taken a step up. I mean, and that's got to be the hope for the Magic, that he really impresses his peers and really impresses uh, observers and coaches at this camp to, to the point where they feel more confident about some of the decisions they made and the trust they're putting in Aaron Gordon as a third-year player and still kind of uh, an undefined bundle of potential. Uh, I am really hopeful for Aaron. I, I do think he can, he can take a step up and, and be – a very significant player for this team, uh, but we'll we'll see. It, it, it's going to come down, of course, to how he plays and how he performs, and that's ultimately what matters. So now on to our featured segment today, talking a little bit about uh, this uh, this Nikola Vucevic trade idea article that we uh, that we posted uh, yesterday and, and posted through the morning. 
Now, I want to start off with a few kind of caveats. Um, and this came up in comments, and, and it's, it's to be expected because not everyone always gets through long articles. And this is, this is a doozy, but it's, it's important, I think. It's, it's instructive uh, for, for the discussion that we're, we're having and, and continue to have because, frankly, and I'll fully admit this, nothing moves the needle right now with the Magic more than Nikola Vucevic trade discussions. It is a humongous debate within the Magic fan base. I'm sure it's a humongous debate and something that management is planning for, too, or at least thinking about. I mean, they can't not think about it. You know, Nikola Vucevic is a very good player. It, there's no doubt. His averages, he's, he averaged, what, 18 and 10, 18 and 11 last year? You can count on him for that. And that's valuable. And especially on this team where there isn't a lot of offense— that is valuable. But at the same time, the writing appears to be on the wall. Unless Nikola Vucevic can fit into this new defensive scheme that the Magic have and show that his, his offense will not take away or that his offense is, will surpass what he gives up defensively. And it's not necessarily points he concedes directly. It's how the defense has to play. I mean, you look at last year's team. Scott Skiles is a defensive coach. And the Magic improved their defense relative to the rest of the league. They were, what, 23rd, I think, in the league in defense two years ago. And last season, they were 17th. Even though their defensive rating improved by only 0.1 point per possession on a, on a raw basis. Their, their, their league ranking improved pretty dramatically. But... Scott Skiles was brought in to create a top-half defense, a top-end defense, because that's how you get in the playoffs, to be frank. And no matter how you slice it, Nikola Vucevic, and, and he's gotten better on the defensive end. I truly believe that. I think if you put him in position, you give him, you give him kind of a, a standing base, he is not a bad defender. He can contest shots. Where he struggles is guarding pick-and-rolls and rotating to help. Rotating to help. And those are probably the two most important things for a center to do. And so, again, the warning, the caveat to all these discussions is, is Nikola Vucevic is not a bad player. He's a flawed player. And you have to wonder, can you make the playoffs with him as your starting center? And it appeared, and I, and I, I, I definitely say appeared, that the Magic answered that question no, by acquiring Serge Ibaka in a trade, and by signing Bismack Biombo in free agency. And the money thing matters, and it doesn't matter. Because Orlando signed a four-year, $17 million deal for Bismack Biombo, and I highly doubt they did that for him to be the long-term backup. Starter status means something. It's stupid, but it means something. It meant something to Vucevic. He was coming off the bench. The team was playing well. And he says, I, I'm, I'm the starter. You know, I'm, I, I'll come off the bench for now. But, like, he made it pretty clear. He, he views himself as a starter and wanted to start for this team. And, you know, Dwayne Denman, I think, got hurt. And that put Vucevic back on the starting line. But the Magic were playing. I mean, we talked about it a little bit. And, and it's something I still want to address. Because, you know, I do believe at this point Vucevic is going to be on the roster at the beginning of the season. I think the Magic are going to at least give it a try and see if they can start Vucevic with Ibaka. Because we've always said, 
Vucevic needs a rim protecting four next to him, like Serge Ibaka. Well, now the Magic have Serge Ibaka. I'm still a little bit skeptical that that works as easily as, as we think it does. Um, so, you know, when we talk about Nikola Vucevic trade, trade ideas right now, it's, it's not saying Vucevic should be traded. It's not saying Nikola Vucevic will be traded. It's not necessarily saying that we agree with that. But we also recognize that the Magic have a glut of assets. And when you have a glut of assets, you're not using them all correctly, perhaps. And you give... I'm, I'm trying to think of the right word here. You, 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 you have an ability to shop around. And I think we all recognize the Magic will be shopping Vucevic around. Like it or hate it, that's likely what they're doing. Now, you don't just make a deal to make a deal. And I think that's the important point of this exercise that we did. Because when you look at the market right now, it's not very good. And, and we recognize that. And so that's a big reason why Vucevic probably stays around for a little bit. So what, what our writer on AlanaMagicDaily.com, Ryan Doyle, did was he took a look at uh, various blogs, other blogs that have fished around for Nikola Vucevic. And we had a deal from uh, Blazer's Edge of SB Nation. They offered Al Farouk Aminu and Mason Plumley for Nikola Vucevic. And this deal, not a bad deal. The Magic get their backup center, but they also get another combo forward that, that doesn't quite do it. But, you know, I look at this deal, actually, and I think this is about what you're going to get for Nikola Vucevic. Because you look at some of the other deals that, that have been offered, this is probably the best one out there, or that at least that's been you know sent out to, to sent out by another another site like ours. Um, but it's also uh, it's also get gets you two rotation caliber players, and I feel like that's sort of the market right now for Vucevic. You know, you look at some of the other deals, uh, Swarm and Sting. Uh, suggested uh, Frank Kaminsky, Jeremy Lamb, Spencer Hawes, and a first-round pick. That would be an incredible haul for Nikola Vucevic. Um, you know, Lamb would would muddle up the backcourt a little bit, but you get a, a young backup center in Frank Kaminsky. You get Spencer Hawes, who's a veteran, and you get a pick. Uh, that would be a really, really good haul for Vucevic, in my opinion. Uh, the a Celtics blog, uh, uh, Hardwood Houdini, uh, suggested uh, Marcus Smart, Jordan Mickey, and a first-round pick, or Terry Rozier, Jordan Mickey, and a first-round pick. Mickey probably isn't ready, isn't a, isn't a backup center in this league. Uh, it, you know, it, it, I don't think the Magic need another point guard in Marcus Smart or Terry Rozier, uh, and so that you know that would muddle those trade discussions as well. Um, you know, so the conclusion was that Vucevic is a good player, but the market right now isn't going to net you a star. It isn't going. I mean. A lot of people have, have given me this argument, and it's a fair argument. Although I, I just I don't think Vucevic ever is ever going to reach this level. Um, that Nikola Vucevic is the closest thing the Magic have to an All Star. They need to get a star in return. The reality is, everyone in the league knows what a Nikola Vucevic led team gets you, and that's somewhere between twenty five and thirty five wins. We've seen it the last three years. And Vooch is a good player. He is a he, he can contribute in this league. He can start for most teams. But if you're trying to win, I'm not sure he can start at center. 
And if he is dead set on starting, which he, which he said in, in an interview last week, which he said continuously, and frankly, he should say, he should believe he's a starter. He's at a stage of his career where he should still be, you know, figuring himself out. But if winning is the goal, then Vucevic, I think, has to be open to taking on a different role. And it may not be with the Magic. With this Magic team, he may say, no, this is my team. You know, I've been, I've put my time in. You know, I deserve some, deserve some, uh, some, some gravitas, some, some respect and, and, and a starting position. And certainly, you know, Bismack Biombo suspension notwithstanding, I do think the Magic will start the season with Nikola Vucevic as their starting center. Winning cures everything, and if it works, no one's going to complain coming off the bench because winning cures everything for now. But I think we all see with Biombo with a four-year deal and Vucevic not likely able to play power forward, and, and, and I'm not 100% sure. I mean, maybe a Biombo-Vucevic combo will work, and that makes a guy like Serge Ibaka, you know, a, a, a expendable. Who knows? And Ibaka's an expiring deal, and it would not surprise me to see Ibaka on the trade market come February, especially if the team is struggling or if the Vucevic-Biombo combo works or, you know, whatever. So the Magic have options, and that's important. But it, the writing just feels like it's on the wall. One of these three guys is not going to fit. They all, they all have and should have bigger ambitions. And so the easiest one to deal right now, the most valuable asset, is Vucevic. And at, the, at this point, though, Vucevic is not likely to be dealt. The market just isn't there. And if you're not getting what you want and you're in no rush to make a deal, you wait. Come February, when teams are searching for some talent, when teams are searching for you know, maybe a backup center, maybe some, some, some depth, some, bent, some help, that's when, you, that's when you strike. And, you know, there are plenty of other deals on the table. I'm sure other fan bases have other ideas. And, you know, they sense that, that Vucevic is on the market. And whether he is or not at this point, and, and I think I've made a pretty good argument that, you know, you have to at least listen. Whether he is or not, you know, the Magic are going to be willing to listen and see what they can get to complete this roster. Because there are still holes that need to be filled. But, like I said... I think that we'll wait to see uh, any Vuce- any movement on Vucevic occur closer to the trade deadline. I-, I don't think now is the time to make a deal. And and these these three trade offers that were that were presented to Orlando, uh, I think exemplify that as well. That that there there isn't quite what the team is looking for. Uh, personally, I'm looking for I'm looking for something like that Portland deal to get you know two quality rotation caliber players. I, I don't think that deal is necessarily the one that I like. I'm not even sure if it fits Portland anymore. Um, you know, Plum, you know, they've got Azili, uh, they've got Plumley, they've got Myers Leonard. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure that deal fits what they're looking for. They're really looking for a defensive minded center too. And, and that's, that's the tough part because centers today, and I've said this a million times, I'd rather have a center that can only defend than a center who can only play offense. Because ultimately, that center position has to, is, is the linchpin of modern NBA defenses. And I think we saw that last year with, with how the Magic struggled on that end, uh, with Nikola Vucevic unable to, uh, to, to correct and clean up mistakes behind them, and, and, and really not having anyone to trust behind him either. I mean, it was, it was rough. 
and it limits what you can do. And if the Magic want to make the playoffs, defense has got to be their focus. They've got to have a top ten defense with with how bad they're with how much their offense looks like it's going to struggle. So I just I, I think that's important to note, and and I think I highly suggest you read Ryan's analysis. Uh, he did a really good job breaking down these deals and uh, finding them as well, because there's there's clearly a market for Nikola Vucevic right now. Uh, on to our next segment, uh, I do want to talk about uh, one of uh, one of our uh, you know big acquisitions. Uh, one of the big acquisitions for the Magic uh, would be DJ Augustin. Kind he's kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit with you know the big talk about Bismack Biombo, big talk about the new identity, you know all everything that's gone on with the Magic. DJ Augustin to me is is as important a player as anyone on the roster. When we talked about the Magic going after point guards, a big thing that that I talked about at least was the Magic just needed some backup point guard depth and help. Um, last year's situation just it, it, it collapsed, and some of it wasn't their fault, but some of it was. They they weren't prepared for it. You know, Alfred Payton played 82 games his rookie season. Uh, he was a workhorse and a stalwart for that team. But when he got hurt in December, there was no one behind him to pick up the slack. C.J. Watson had the weird calf injury, missed a lot of games. That's nothing you can control. Shabazz Napier, though, was a—I mean—was a complete disaster. He just was not an, hes just not an NBA caliber player, to be frank. Um, and and I, I don't throw that—I try not to throw that around lightly. But he just was not capable of manning the position at the level the Magic needed. And so I think. Um, so I think that a big thing for the Magic last year was that they just they didn't have point guard depth. They had to play Alfred Payton when he was hurt, and it was clear it slowed him down. And I think that affected a lot of his relationship with Skiles, and I think it affected uh, the way he played throughout the season. He just never fully recovered from the injury that he had to play through because there was no other options. There were no better options. I mean, they tried Mario Azonia a few, a little bit at point. They tried Victor Oladipo a little bit at point, but they're not point guards, you know. And so, getting some more depth behind Alfred Payton, getting some more veteran depth, especially, was was absolutely critical. They still need to teach Alfred a few things, and Alfred still needs to learn a few things. But, you know, I, I got the sense that Alfred just he needed to start too. So he didn't want to bring in someone that threatened him. And DJ Augustin to me is kind of the perfect guy to fit that label. He, he's not someone that is going to take Alfred Payton's job anytime soon. But if Alfred needs to sit out a week because of a, a nagging calf injury or a nagging you know, ankle injury, D.J. Augustin can start for a week. You don't want D.J. Augustin starting for the whole year, but he can certainly start for a few games. And I think that's a huge deal. Because I, I don't know if C.J. Watson's that guy. Uh, you know, Maybe he is. And, and, and even then... So now the Magic have two guys who can make spot starts, who can play that that reserve role and do it successfully, coming off their bench, uh, and that's huge. Because if if you can't beat a team with a with an overpowering starting lineup, you got to beat them with depth. And so adding DJ Augustin sort of like a security blanket. Um, and, I, and I noted this because because you know there was a theme throughout his press conference a few weeks ago that you know he was happy to finally kind of have a home, to have a four year deal, to to be to feel like he's going to be somewhere for a long time because he's played for eight team or for what I think six teams in the last eight years or something like that. 
Um, he's he's he, he hasn't he hasn't been he hasn't started the season where he finished it since last year when he was traded to Oklahoma City, started the year in Oklahoma City, and then got traded to Denver midseason. So, you know, Augustine, you know, has bounced around. He's been everywhere. He he knows he knows a lot, and he can clearly play at the NBA level. He's He's had some ups and downs and, and some some fits better than others, but he, he's clearly a guy that, that a team can, can count on for quality production. And so I think that's really, really, really valuable. And, and, and I, I mean, I, I don't mind him as a player. Uh, I'm sh- I, I, he's probably a little bit too much of a scoring guard for my liking, but coming off the bench, that's perfect. I mean, the Magic will have plenty of offensive punch off the bench this year. They, you know, they'll have Augustin, Hizonia, uh, Jody Meeks can, can shoot the ball. You know, they'll, they'll use Aaron Gordon at the back of four a little bit. You know, they could use Jeff Green there. Uh, you know, they, they might have Nikola Vucevic, as, as we noted. Like, there's going to be some offensive punch off the bench. And Augustin's going to really be able to work well with that lineup. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the defense works out. And, you know, maybe that is where, you know, you keep Biombo on the bench or, or bring Vucevic in early uh, off the bench to, to, to line up the starters a little bit better. Uh, but... It's definitely a uh, an interesting dynamic and an interesting group off the bench, and, and now the Magic just—I mean, just frankly—the Magic now just have that depth. You know, they can go to their bench and know that they have they have quality guys that they can rely on. And I don't think that was necessarily the case last year. You know, when that bench came in, it was a question mark: what was going to happen? You, you just never knew, and you couldn't rely on the bench for a big game. DJ Augustin's the kind of guy that can give you a big game uh, on occasion. Um, he's going to be able to get others involved. He's going to be able to kind of stir the pot. And like I said, I have no problem doing a, having him take, take a spot start. And so I think uh, Augustine's really, really, really valuable, really, really underrated signing. I know the money was a little bit more than, than people might have wanted. I thought four years was a little long, but that may just be what it took to get him. Uh, and, you know, his deal isn't so onerous that you can't move it later, to be frank. Uh, and And I think... Augustine's the kind of guy that, that, that can succeed in the role that the Magic are giving him. And so I, I, I really like this signing. I, I think he's going to be a really important part of this team and, and whether this team is successful or not uh, coming off the bench. So that'll do it for today's episode of Locked on Magic. I want to thank everyone uh, for listening. As always, uh, we've, you know, I, I, the response again, I, 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 it seems like I say this a lot, but the response again has been absolutely incredible. I'm so happy that, that everyone is really enjoying this project. Uh, be sure to check out all the other great Locked On podcasts. Uh, I know I am, I'm going to be checking out a few of them today. Uh, Locked On Celtics with, with Rain and Jays, our good pal John Kralis and Jay King. Uh, they did an interview with Sean Hyken about his, uh, his report that, or his belief, I guess it's not a report, his belief that Blake Griffin will be a Celtic uh, before the season starts. So be sure to go listen to that. Locked on Celtics, a fantastic podcast as well. Um, you can check out all the Locked On podcasts. We've got just about every team in the NBA. Uh, and then there's also a full NBA podcast, Locked On NBA, with, with David Locke, who, uh, who founded the, 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 the network, thus Locked On. Um, but uh, be sure to check, check all of it out. It's, it's all fantastic work. There's some really, really great uh, hosts, really, really great podcasts on the network. I really encourage you to to shop around, see what the other teams are up to, and uh, take a listen. Uh, you can find most of them on iTunes by now. You can find us on iTunes as well. 
on Locked On Ma- uh, when you search Locked On Magic. If you have any questions throughout the day about anything I say on the show, about anything involving the Magic, be sure to hit me up on Twitter at omagicdaily. I'm that, that's what I'm here for. Uh, I listen to you guys. I love talking to to my audience. So feel free to drop me a line anytime you'd like at omagicdaily. Uh, I'm always accepting mailbag questions. I'll probably do a mini mailbag at some point this week. Um, depending on, on how news goes, but I, I try to do a mini mailbag at least once a week. I'll be sure to let people know when I'm officially doing it. Um, but again, feel free to drop a question. Feel free to, to, send, to send, send me a line. Leave a comment on iTunes if you'd like. Whatever you want, it's all good. Thank you all very much for listening, and I'll catch you tomorrow here on Locked On Magic. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.